We're live. We're doing it fucking live. Uh, Did you watch any of the uh, um, DNC shit? Uh, The first night out of just, you know. Morbid curiosity? That's the word for it. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't disappoint. No, no. Yeah, just very, very highly cringe. I'm doing Big cringe like, content. I'm doing like most people and, and just checking in and out, uh, watching yeah. the clips and stuff. Get the highlights. I've never, I can um, never sit through any of those things, man. It's a, it's a, a giant ad. That's all it is. And yeah. I don't know. It, it, like, even if I agree with the person, the, the format of it, especially this year, it all being these like pre-recorded, I don't know, commercials essentially. Yeah. It's just really boring and really cringe to me. I don't know why. Yeah. But just is. Uh, Michelle Obama's speech, though. Pretty good. Yeah. And obviously, Barack Obama's speech. Yeah. Man, he crushes. Scathing. Scathing. Yep. All these people writing articles about it. One of the most uh, tremendous denouncements of a former uh, or of a current president to a former president in the history of American politics. Mm. <laughs> is nixon back yes oh god can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> it yes. might be a little better i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean at least he at least he feigned some kind of respect for the presidency so yeah he he had the uh the actual the heart to quit yeah so that's nice the heart to quit it's something that's, that's uh that's gonna be my next album title the heart to the quit. Heart to quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many have quit it in the past. Uh, yeah, just know that I'm one of them now. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's uh, let's just crack open these brewskis. See what's going on tonight. Let it do it. Go ahead, go ahead and start. Let let the people know. All right, people, brewskis, my friends, countrymen, country ladies. Uh, I have country people. Country people. Country. That sounds like enthusiasts of country music. but Yeah, yeah. Country persons. Country persons. Uh, I have a Czech-style Pilsner that I actually picked up from Red Light. Red Light. Um, that I picked up solely, solely on how cool it looks. Okay. It's called the Vodnik. Vodnik. Look, look at this. 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 Vodnik Czech-style Pils. Right. So I know nothing else about it other than it looks cool. So All right. Sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. I <clears throat> grabbed something from Wicked Weed Brewing. Wicked Their Coastal Weed. Love Hazy IPA. Mm. Another hazy because apparently we're in the season for hazy IPAs. Okay. I didn't realize that summer, they just – every time I go to Publix, there's a new hazy IPA there. It's – Get ready because soon those will disappear for all of the Oktoberfests and uh, yeah. pumpkin spice, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. They, they, uh, Duncan's already got their pumpkin spice stuff out. So. That's incredible. <laughs> I know. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. It's not even September yet. No. But my name is Marco Dupa. That guy right there is Adam Obesis Rodriguez. Yeah. You heard the bruise. Now let's get into the show. This is the One Baron Podcast. Oh, there we are. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and see where that one brew takes us. This is episode 276, question mark? They all blend together. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Once we're done with this, I think we should just retitle episode like set 269 to wherever this is. Just all of it, the the COVID chronicles. <laughs> like. <laughs> The pandemic cast. Pandemic cast, yeah. Just have it all be its own thing. Yeah. yeah. It is, you know, I, I think we're doing the best we can, but I, I I think we would be false to say the show's different when we have to do it remotely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. It's weird for me to even start the show off. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I can feel a marked difference in the yeah. way that, like, even... I introduce things. You're you're saying it to a screen as opposed to this. Yeah, face. that mug, that beautiful <laughs> mug. Where I Ugh. think um, you should continue to just grow the beard. You know, I maybe we should like do a poll. You know, because yeah. I'm on the fence about it. Because right. it's 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 a lot. It, it takes a lot to maintain. I got to oil this bad boy. I got to brush it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's maintenance. It. It's added it. maintenance on top of this. You know, everybody mm-hmm. forgets that you know it took me a long time to grow this yeah. hair out too. There is zero maintenance with the hair, though. You just man bun it and keep it moving. Now it's true, but it's still a pain because when I lay down now, if I'm like sitting back on a couch, oh. it gets stuck in the back of my head. When I'm laying down doing nothing, my hair makes me do things. <sighs> It hurts. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll take it to a poll. Do it you... takes it takes forever to dry this hair, though. I will tell you that that is work. Yeah. I bought I bought a hair dryer just for that. <laughs> he says to potentially millions of women who are like, "Yeah, no shit." <laughs> but I'm not used to it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I feel what you're saying, man. I feel what yeah. you're saying. Just shave it no, off, then. Shave it all yeah. off. Well, that's the thing. That, that, that's exactly what I was posing to you before, is like, with this much beard, or any more than this, because, you know, it's getting, you know, getting pretty, pretty long here. Yeah, it's there. Um, I feel like it's just like, you, you have to start deducting from the top eventually, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of the way it goes. It's like the wacky willy, like, with the, yeah, the, the magnetic. Be, yeah the the magnetic hair that you can put up and down like mm-hmm. it, there needs to be a displacement of equal hair up versus down yeah i mean so, we've always i've always had this thing where if you're going to have long hair then you should have a manicured beard and if you're going to have a shaved head then just let the beard flow yeah. right makes Which sense always, to me yeah but then at the same time it's like i don't know i say that in theory but in practice um you know it looks good on you. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe maybe just leave it where it's at right now. Okay. I think just it's main, a good maintain, yeah. maintain this, this. That's good. Okay. You're good. Right there. Yeah. 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 I might I might trim the mustache though, because the mustache <laughs> is the part that sucks the most. Because mm-hmm. literally I have to every single time I eat, just you gotta do an action Bronson and just yeah oh it's, it's the get it's everything the worst. out of the way every time you try to take a bite 
it's so gross. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. It's, it's so hard to maintain. So I might I might hit the the buzzer right around there. Shalty's luscious lips. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Don't deprive the people, you know. You know, I I feel like this is the year to let the lips out. So. Yeah, let's just let them out, dude. Just let those lips out. <laughs> I uh <clears throat> went to go get my hair cut and uh I mean I, I sat there for like fucking an hour waiting for because i did the i did the scrub move of not having i mean i just moved over to this area just started getting my hair cut in this area mm-hmm. so i don't have a barber or anything so i have to go in there and just be like you know who's who's not an idiot which by the way people <laughs> always say this is this is what gets me people always say like if i get if i complain about a bad haircut or something people always say mm-hmm. man you gotta get a guy right yeah how are barbershops running a business with a guy who can't do a decent fade? You know what I'm saying? How is yeah. that guy? I understand that there's a hierarchy, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the, either like the manager or I don't know, whoever brings in the most money, they, 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 they get the front chairs. And then like, I guess it goes back. Like the guy all the way in the back is like the fucking idiot who like chews on the clippers while he's waiting for somebody <laughs> to come in. He's but, sweet. <laughs> He start, he's like licking the hair on the ground and stuff. I get it. But at the same time, it doesn't make any sense that he has a job. If yeah. he can't if if I walk into a barbershop and every person can't give me a decent fade, that dude doesn't need to be working there. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get why it's like this commonly accepted thing that like, oh man, you got a fucked up haircut? You should have got a guy. It's like, well, <laughs> Why couldn't that guy have been my guy? Why is he working? Yeah, and I understand, you know, you you have different specialties, right? Like, everyone has a skill tree, basically. Right. And so some people are going to be better. We always bring it back to video games. We have to. It's just what we know. (laughs) That's how we live our lives. Right. But, you know, like, some people will be better or worse at a fade. But I feel like that's a fundamental at a barbershop, specifically at a barbershop. You know, if you're going to, like, a beauty salon or – you know, a hairstylist, a great clips, you know, like yeah. you don't expect them to be masterful with right. a fade. Right. Or even, you know, some places even proficient, you know, you walk in, you know that they can't do it right. Yeah. But a barbershop, I think if you go, if, if you are employed under that heading, you need to know a good fade. Yeah. You need to be able to pull off a good fade. You have to. At I least think- a good, not, not even great, not even perfect. Yeah. A good fade. Yeah. Just good. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, if, if, I mean, cause it's like you said, you don't go into a great clips. You don't walk out of a great clips with a bad haircut and go, I mean, I can't believe they did this to me. You know, <laughs> it's good. it happened again, honey. But you go to a great, I mean, you go to a barbershop where 95% of the haircuts that they do, that they're doing at barbershops are fades. They're variations yeah. of fades. Yeah. It's an essential element of most haircuts at barbershops. I'll show you this one. Hold on. Jalen Rose. (laughs) If you Google Jalen Rose, the basketball player, the first thing that comes up is Jalen Rose Barber because of this haircut that went viral. I mean, his his fade is usually pretty fucking crispy. Mm -hmm. But... I got to find this. I got to find the one that's like really just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I can't believe it's not like the first result. What's like going this on one? Here? 
Yeah, that one. What did you What did you search for that? It's just got little images. Jalen Rose. Oh, there it is. It just popped up now. It's really weird. <laughs> okay. He said his barber went like he uh, majored in geometry or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me pull this up. All right, let me. Technology. Share mm-hmm. the screen. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, check out the YouTube video. You'll be able to see it. Yeah. Look look at oh. that. Oh, my look God. Look at this haircut. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's like the dude had a ruler and, yeah. and was cutting this. I mean, this looks like he cut it with a template. Yeah. 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 And, and not to mention that little swoop in there. It looks like calligraphy. I don't know. This half moon here? Come on. Yeah. Incredible. No, and look insane. at the waves. I mean, this looks like it was made in a factory and then just attached to his head. It's like what you would get from like a, 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 a Lego character. Just <laughs> pop it on. Just pop it on. Yeah. yeah. This is Incredible. what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not asking a guy to do this. This is like a $130 haircut. Probably more. Yeah. Probably took like two hours. Yeah. I'm not asking for that. Just asking for somebody to know long short 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 skin you know what i'm saying like just <laughs> understand the concept yeah and for for any for any self-respecting barber you would think that that was the first thing that they would learn how to do yeah seems like a fundamental to me i don't know i'm not a barber so yeah. can't really talk but clearly i'm not a barber clearly I've got way too much hair i say all that to say that i am going to learn how to do it okay, okay? i'm going to get i'm going to go out I'm going to buy a nice set of clippers mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to fuck my hair up a bunch of times. I'm going to get one of those fucking three-sided mirrors so I can yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do okay. it because I'm tired. I'm so sick of walking out of there and like looking in the mirror and just going, it's just not exactly <laughs> what I wanted, you know? L- let me ask you this. Is it a an ambition thing or is it a cheap thing no it's it's <laughs> i can honestly tell you that it's not about the money i really okay. i know uh-huh. that people are going to be like yeah bullshit but i can tell you it really is not about the money I, if i knew if a guy if a barber told me yo i can really hook you up but it's gonna cost you like 35 dollars, i'd pay that i would mm-hmm. i really would pay the money if he could say if a barber was like I'll I will I will clean your shit up. Your shit yeah. will look like Jalen Rose. Money back guarantee. I, I would pay the money, but yeah. it's 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 really just about I, I I just I look at little things. I go home and I'm just looking at my looking at my head in the mirror and I'm just like, it's just not exactly what I wanted. And I mm-hmm. don't want to be the guy. I'm already uncomfortable at the barbershop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm already kind of self-conscious. I'm already like, am I asking for a stupid haircut? Like, just do whatever you want, man. I don't care. <laughs> you I figure don't... it out. You know better than I do. Yeah. I, I hate going into a place and just being like, this is this, unless, you, know, you know, just do it like this. Mm-hmm. Be better. Like, uh, that already well, makes you me know, uncomfortable. I think that's, that's part of why people say you got to get a guy. Because once you get that rapport with somebody, you're able to say like, you know, eh, eh, how, how's it look? Right. And you go, eh, you know. Yeah. It's a little off here. I think maybe just cl- clean this up a little more, get a little tighter in there. I prefer it that way. 
Yeah. And it's not a big deal because you're on like that kind of, you have that rapport with him. Yeah. Or her. Yeah. When I, 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 I got a fucked up haircut two weeks ago, which is kind of spurring all of this. Or, or I should say three weeks ago. I don't know. I'm due for a haircut. Mm. So like two and a half okay. weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever. And I mean, it took, <laughs> it honestly took everything in me because I'm a non-confrontational person. I mean, I think like mm-hmm. I, if somebody, if, the, if I'm in a confrontation, I'm not going to back down, but I'm also never looking for it. Yeah. You run on spite, not rage. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I'm a very responsive person. If I, I, I react, I'm a reactive person. Somebody yeah. pushes me and I see red, but I'm not going to go after anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the car and I'm just like, I knew the second I was looking at it that he had fucked it up. I, I knew it. <laughs> and I'm just staring and I'm like, it's not, it's not that bad. But in my heart, I knew, you know, you always just, know, yeah. you always know. It's the worst feeling too. Cause you know, you, you pay a premium to go to a barbershop, mm-hmm. you know, you, you tip on top of it because it's a service, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, you know, somebody gets close up with you. Yeah. You're going to tip them a little better. Yeah. And, uh, you sit there dissatisfied. Yeah. Walk, walking out and you know that it just didn't, it wasn't what, what you asked for. And so I walked through the store I was grabbing some stuff and I was just like, I know it's not good. And I took, I went, I went into the bathroom. I took a couple of pictures of my head and I sent it to Salfie. So I was talking to him on the phone and I was like, what's this look like? Is it messed up? And he's like, eh, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's not that bad. And I'm like, nope. If, if you can notice it, <laughs> yeah. if you can notice it, then it's not good. It's, it's the, fucked the, up. The fact that he knew what you were talking about is enough. Yeah, that's it. If, yeah. if, if you can see it, it's fucked up. It needs to, so I like, I was like, all right, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, <laughs> I can't walk around with a fucked up haircut and then somebody go, what's up with your head, bro? And mm-hmm. then I go, yeah, I got a bad haircut. And then the next question is, well, did you go back? And then I'm going to say, no, I, you know, it really makes me uncomfortable to confront people about a service. That they I'm a me. chicken. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, I had to do it. So I went back in there and I was like, what, what, what high school gyms are you going into that people are confronting you like this? First of all, Bro, just stop going there. Son, any, any the, I, I used to hang around with savages, man. You couldn't walk I know. around with like, you know, your hair had to be clean. Your shoes had to be right. Your outfit had to be. You, I was, I was hanging out with hey, absolute savages. You see this widow's peak here? Yeah. You see that? You uh, see that? You know, when I try to get fades and try to get like high and tight. Yeah. Uh, uh, that guy caused more bullying <laughs> than any gut or man boobs I could ever get. I want you to know that. Understand I that. I can. I can, Yeah, I know. Cowlick, I got cowlick, and I got widow's peak. Okay, so yeah. I was never edged up correctly. You were never, never meant for a. You were never meant for the for the lineup. It no, just wasn't in the cards for you. No, I had one guy. He looked at me straight in the eyes when I asked for, it, and he goes, "Can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't do it. My hands are tied, brother. We can't, I can't do, do it." Do it. I'm sorry. We can't do it. I was like, okay, I understand. You're the first person to be honest with me about that. So I appreciate it. At what point 
at what point did you accept that that wasn't something that you could do and that, and that you had to change, you had to switch up the, you had to switch your swag up. You couldn't, you couldn't do that. Um, I mean, it was, it was probably like senior year of high school. Yeah. You know, I, it, first of all, it's a lot to maintain. Secondly, same deal. You know, you're paying a premium, especially in high school, you're paying a premium to go to a barbershop for a specialist essentially yeah to edge you up right and do all the bells and whistles which i appreciate i like i like you know the straight razor edge up and like getting all that jazz but you know after i realized that like just that style alone wasn't right for me so yeah whatever let me try something else i think my first couple years of college I experimented with growing my hair out a bit longer. Not this long. It never got this long. Mm. Um, but I started messing with my beard a little bit during that time. Was experimenting with my, you know, my my entire swag. And uh, yeah, I mean, after a while, I just I, I ended up going back to barber shops, but knowing that I just couldn't get just a straight up fade. I, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. it. Just wasn't right. It wasn't yeah. right for my head. So, uh, yeah, I'd get it a bit longer. I'd do the hipster a little bit longer on the top part, you know, and fade on the sides. Mm. That worked for me for a while. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a moment in time where, like, I can't do that. My, I don't have the yeah. head shape for it. I don't have the – I just I – can't, I can't do it. Well, yeah, I mean, and especially back then, it was like that's, that was another status symbol, you know. That mm-hmm. – Jordans, Air Force Ones, uh, you know, having uh, not not clashing your brands, yeah, uh, listening to the right music, you know, all that mattered a lot yeah. more in high school. It was all part of the show, it right? Was all part of the show. I, I always, I you know, when I think back on it, I do, <clears throat> I envy the guys who were like, "Fuck it, man," you know, and then they just got like. You know, you know, you know who I'm the most envious of. I think about this a lot. Uh, the guy, well, the guys that I like, I hung, I had my group of friends, and I love those guys. But I would have liked to hang, to have hung out with the skate crews. Mm-hmm. Those guys were just—they were the coolest motherfuckers, man. They yeah. didn't give a shit about anybody. They were skating in the middle of school. You know, they—they. They, they would leave and just go like smoke pot somewhere and like just fucking yeah. just hang out somewhere working on tricks and stuff. And the way that they dressed, they were ahead of the curve when it came to um, street streetwear. Because yeah. if you look at Kanye West, Pharrell, Lupe Fiasco, like that whole thing around like oh five, oh six, oh seven. That was all just ripped off from uh, skate style. Yeah. All of it. The shoes, the baggy shirts, the jeans, just the way that things were worn. Like, all of it was just ripped off from them. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, and, and, and for them, it was utility. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's everything that I think you realize as you get older. That the thing that's really cool is, is really not caring. Yeah. about it doing your own thing you know having your own style and really it, it not dictating your life but really your life dictating your style you know right. so like that 
the ability to not care about, oh, you know, my, my Tim's got scuffed a little bit, you know, like that being such a big deal is like, it, it's so weak, you know, yeah. like, don't say that to New Yorker in the face, but you know, like, it's just <laughs> such a, such a weak mentality of, of like, this thing matters to me so much. Yeah. You know, not, not the, the cool friends I'm meeting, uh, the, the, you know, new trick I learned on the skateboard, you know, or like, you know, learning a new skill or like, you know, what creating something new, like that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is that I bought these $150 Tim's and now they're scuffed and I got to figure out a way to get the scuff out because yeah. I'm pissed off about it now. Yeah. Stupid. It's stupid. And We're maybe, stupid. We're idiots. And you know, them probably the same thing for them, just prioritizing different things. I mean, you know, you don't get good at shit like that without having a little bit of peer pressure telling you, you know, I got to be as good as so-and-so or mm-hmm. I got to be better than so-and-so. There's like a little bit of that. I can only imagine like those guys pushed each other in subconscious ways like yep. we do, I guess more overtly. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, you know, I, I, for a little bit of time, cause I was, I was a, I was like a seeker. I went, I went around and I, I kind of hung out with a little bit of everybody. I mostly centered in like the hip hop crowd, mm. but I, I, uh, you know, I, I wandered around a bit and, uh, I, I got pretty close to some of like the typical, like alt, uh, I guess, skateboardy burnout crew for a little bit too. And the, the biggest thing was that I, I, I pulled away from them was like, Excuse oh. me. That was so loud. That <laughs> was really loud. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna swerve off the road. <laughs> go, go ahead. What did you what was your takeaway? The the biggest thing that I, I, I pulled away from that entire that entire crew that I, I didn't have with a lot of the hip hop kids was that it was really all centered around positivity it was like all about individual expressionism yeah which is something i i've grown to appreciate more and more the the older i get it's like they were at least the people i was hanging out with were all about like you can be into some weird stuff man it doesn't matter like it's what makes you unique just yeah do your thing let your freak flag fly you know like what whatever whatever makes you happy just Mm. you know be a good person be nice you know, we're into this stuff, check it out. We think it's pretty cool. Mm. And that was generally the vibe around that. Whereas with a lot of the hip hop stuff, it was like, I got a chip in my shoulder. I had it worse than you. I'm tougher than you. You know, like look at all my swag and yeah. it's like Schwaggy. all that. Yeah. All that stuff was just kind of like, <sighs> it was all this posturing for, I mean, God knows what, I mean, even, even the people who were positive, it was it was positivity dressed in like i don't know posturing of yeah. you know even like if somebody like if you were really close with somebody they would clown you because of your outfit or your shoes or whatever but it was like it wasn't it wasn't so to make fun of you so much as it was like listen man you have to improve 
Yeah. And yeah. we are going to roast you relentlessly until you learn. Until a you do. And you yeah, don't yeah. ever come back wearing that again because you're better than that. It's a it's a tough love approach. Yeah, and I mean, some people, some people that they they respond to that. I've realized in in adulthood that. I do not respond to that at all. <laughs> and is that that works zero percent of the time for me. So yeah. I, I you only you only realize that later in life where you're like, oh, I, I understand why. Um, I was so you know if I got roasted, I would get you know I would I would roast back, but you know even if I won the battle, I'd still walk away going fucking mean man <laughs> <laughs> that hurt <laughs> this is the just, only watch i have <laughs> and you just you just play it off you just play it off and you play it off and you play it off yeah but yeah no i, I i've learned that like yeah tough love i don't i don't respond to tough <laughs> i don't respond <laughs> to tough love at all hey uh you picked the wrong dad bud <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sorry to tell you yeah, but your your very strict, tough immigrant father may not yeah. be the best for you. Gonna have a long therapy session. About that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, this isn't therapy. This? Yeah, well, it will be once we get another, we get a couple more of these in. Yeah. Oh, did you even have a cold read? I didn't have a cold. I didn't either. I uh, I looked for one. I, there's one thing that I, I didn't get to mention because, again, like I said, I really literally just picked this out of how cool it looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from Angry Chair Brewing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, there was one thing that I that I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention. Uh, it's actually, it's not cold read, but it has it on the label. And it is on the uh-huh. box. A portion of the proceeds benefit hurricane relief efforts and nonprofits working to protect the shorelines we love. So. Nice. I guess that's like the whole thing. It's what's called Coastal Love. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a charitable beer. So, sorry I didn't say that at the top. That's pretty important information, especially if you listen to the show and you go out and you buy the beers that we drink. If you can find them, this one, um, they're doing good work. So, yeah, at least I hope so. They say that shit, and then we don't know where the fucking money goes. Uh, right into the pockets of big craft beer. <laughs> big craft beer, yeah. Yeah, the big craft beer lobbyists. Yeah, Mr. InBev. <laughs> All right. <sighs> I'm... I'm done with the walk down memory lane that's good they're not as you know they're good memories but there's also a lot of regrets (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah there are just a lot of things just a lot of little things that i would have done differently especially when it can't when it comes to you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. but you know just stopped giving a shit a long time ago but that's the thing like we, we talked about this before like that regret just means that you're doing better now so that should be the takeaway here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it just, you know, life lessons, man, they take so long to fucking learn. <laughs> they take too long. See, that's the thing. That's a, This is the cycle. I've realized. Listen. I'm listening. I'm over 30. I can talk like this now. So old. So old. So old. You realize that this cycle just continues, and it's fine that it does, but you try your best to to, to break in, in in a way and maybe you'll get through to somebody but the way it works you think you're hot shit when you're a teenager think you, you understand everything you grow up a little bit you have regrets get a little bit older you, you're able to talk to the younger generation tell them your lessons that you learned 
because yours took so long to learn. Mm -hmm. They go, fuck off old man. (laughs) And then that's it. That's the cycle. And, and (laughs) that, that kid grows up and goes, Hey, it was kind of right. Listen to that old man. Let me, let me tell this kid. And then he tells him to fuck off. Exactly. It's the circle. So on and so forth. Yep. Just, just continues down the line. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but hopefully that, something sinks in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I hate, I guess I, I didn't have anybody older than me telling me, um, you know, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're going to regret that later. Yeah. You know, when it came to shit like that. So, I guess that's the thing is like the people a generation above me or like my brothers, mm. I looked at them, you know, and I would see them. I'd see like my brother make a mistake or do something or get in trouble or something and like learn a lesson that way. But there was never a moment where it was like, Hey, look, man, your, your whole, your whole thing is all off. You got to yeah. do this, that, and the other thing you got to, you know what I'm saying? Like there was never, I don't know. It was never that uh, sit down moment. Well, and you know, it's uh, at least in my experience, it's not really a just a big sit down, come to Jesus moment. It's a lot of little things that they'll sprinkle in from time to time, or even just seeing from experience, you know, like seeing them make mistakes or, you know, seeing where their lives are going and kind of going, okay, that's either a positive or a negative thing that I want to do, or I don't want to do. I mean, that, that alone is, is helpful, you know, if as opposed to not having any, any context for anything coming in the future. Yeah. You know, that's why like something like, you know, if your, if your parents or if your older siblings went to college, you have a context for college now and you'll, it seems like a more realistic thing that you can possibly do in the future if you want to do it. Right. Whereas if you're a first generation person going into college for the first time, it's all on you. Like you have no, no way to fathom what that's like, what you need to do, what you need to expect, uh, and, and, you know, how to study right and all this stuff. It's way harder for like kind of that first generation of people. Yeah. So I think having siblings, having parents that are around all help with, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I see what you're saying, but still, would have been nice to get G-checked in a nice way. <laughs> can, can you G-check like a, in a nice way? I think, I think you can, can you? G-check in a nice way. I think you can, I think you can dress somebody down without mm-hmm. dressing them down. I think there's it's a, it's a way. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a G-nudge. A G-nudge. Hey. A, G, a G, yeah, come on. Hey. Don't do that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows? We're here <laughs> you know? now. Right, exactly. You learn... You live and you learn, right? Yeah. It's 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 only later in college when I when I'm like, oh, that's that's how I want to dress. That's that's the kind of music that I really want to listen to. If you right. told high school me, some people are yelling. If you told <laughs> somebody's dying down, someone's getting stabbed. No, that's big fine. Deal. Anyway, yeah. If you told high school me, like early high school, like 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 sophomore year, if mm-hmm. you if you told him, you know. When you're older, one of your favorite bands is going to be the Misfits. 
I, I would have been like, who, who? First, I would have been like, who the fuck are the misfits? Who are the misfits? And then when you, and then, and then you grab my shoulders and go, look at that kid over there with that really weird skull shirt on, and you go, the fucking idiot sk- skater guys who wear that. All of those dudes wear that stupid shirt. Mm-hmm. It looks like a fucking Halloween shirt. That that that's a. Ba- I didn't even know that was a band for years. I didn't know yeah. it was a band. I just thought it was like a brand. Right. That was like a cool thing that they all wore. I didn't know that it was a band. And then I saw people with tattoos of it, and I was like, this must be a really famous brand. It's like Falcom. I thought that's what it was. I thought it was like that or like um, um, Girl or whatever. You know, yeah. I just thought it was like a really famous skate brand or something. And yeah, so I, I, obviously I would have laughed you out of the high school. And then I would have told the liaison that there was a grown man touching a 14 year old and telling him hey look at that other 14 year old right you like that in 15 years you're gonna like it yeah so okay i mean that i'm just saying turn I, yeah <laughs> i just no way i would have known no mm-hmm. way i would have known yeah you know so well you, you you find everything when you should i feel so i think that's a good takeaway from this. you yeah. find everything when you should not when you want to or when you're supposed to, but when you should. When you should. Yeah. That's good. All right. That's good. All right. Let's get into some newsy things, my man. Because a lot of shit happened <sighs> this week, and we probably can't even get to all of it. I'm sure we can. There's a lot. Uh, do I have Do I have time to grab a beer? I, I, I am all out of mine. You have all the time oh. in the world, sir. Okay. Don't grab a beer. I'll find a... Uh, Check on Lottie. She sounded pretty upset there. I don't know. What are you playing, Lottie? Ooh, Mario Kart. She's playing Ooh. Mario Kart. Mario Kart! Hey! <clears throat> uh, and you should grab us two more, Mark. I should do what? Are you saying the guy who's actually doing something right now should get up, go oh all the way God, downstairs? Yeah, but he doesn't even have to go that far. I might not even cut this part out. I might just leave this. This is all good content. Well, thank you, brothers. Why? Oh, I might, I might have to cut this out. It's too long. Silence. This is the sound of silence. He wants to go out. We should take him out. Frank. Fine. Frankie. Yeah, he's gonna go. You gotta go outside, Bo. Yeah, he's gotta go outside. Oh, you got my buddies. Please, please, look at him. Somebody, please. If I could just hit him. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <clears throat> this is the sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my friend. I game talk with you again. I have returned. <clears throat> I guess I'll use that as the cue to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nas is dropping something tonight. Is he? Yeah, he's dropping an album. Is it going to be disappointing? Apparently, well, I guess it depends on who you ask on the internet. Anyone except for Nas. Well, Nas, is, the the album is produced by Hit Boy, 
Okay. And he's a good producer. And so everyone's kind of tentatively excited because is it, is it like fully produced by hit boy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm always excited when there's a single producer artist project. Always. Those tend to be way more cohesive and generally better. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I can't even right now. I can't even off the top of my head, think of a project that was one, one rapper, one producer that wasn't at least good. They don't all have to be classics, but they're always good. I can't think of a whack one right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, if it, you have you heard Ultra Black? Yes. So that, I mean, you know, this is a good first single. Mm-hmm. So he's coming out with some shit. Jay-Z is coming out with a song, or I guess it's Pharrell's song and Jay-Z's featured on it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I saw that on Twitter too. Yeah. <clears throat> Because, I mean, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, all the big releases happen Thursday, well, Friday midnight, so, yeah. Yep. It's just some stuff for you guys to be aware of. If you don't know, now you now know. Now you know. All right. Oculus shit? Sure. You know, before we jump in, actually, uh, I want to let you know, I beat Ghost of Tsushima. Hey, yeah. We should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I don't I, want, I don't want to do a full spoiler cast. No, let's no, stay, no, no. Let's stay vague about stuff, and you know, people are still <laughs> playing it. It's not a short game, so. Did you, <clears throat> did you wait until you did everything, and then finish the main story? <clears throat> no, I, I still have a few of those like side quests, just the ones that are in like the triangle things yeah like I, I have a few of those i think i have like maybe five of those left yeah um you know a, a smattering of you know question marks and stuff but did you do all the mystic stuff before you finished the story for sure i did all the all of those and i did all of the um the character specific side quests yeah the mystic uh, stories to me that's honestly the highlight of the game yeah for me, they're really good. There's so much fun. The lore is so cool. The way that they're set up, the way that you have to, I mean, it's not a spoiler. I'm not going to spoil like the each thing that you have to do, obviously, but mm -hmm. it's just really, I, it, it's just really fun to, it's not just go here, um, defeat this guy and you get the, the thing, right? Or even right. just go and find this thing. They make it specific to the thing. They make it specific to the lore. It, it makes sense. And it and it's like a long task. Some of them are like long tasks. You don't, yeah. you can't just, like you, I had to set aside time where it's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I had to like, yeah. I didn't realize like how long a thing would be until like the I investment. Do it. Yeah. And I love that shit. I love yeah. that shit. That is absolutely the highlight of the game for me is the, the mystic tales. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love the, like the way they're presented to that, like ink on paper oh, style. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack's really good too. Mm -hmm. Soundtrack's incredible. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I think it's it, it has that thing in it that all good uh, open world games have that you get distracted along the way and you're not upset about it. Yeah. It's never, it, it's a perfect balance between having a ton to do, 
never being bored with like stuff to do, but also not feeling like, you know, just overwhelmed with the amount of things. Yeah. Um, Cause like Assassin's Creed, obviously I've played a bit of, and that map is just like littered with crap to do. Yeah. And most of it's not really substantive. It's, it's just stuff to collect or small side quests and stuff. Yeah. This doesn't have this dials it back a little bit, but it still has enough stuff to to keep your interest. Yeah. And the way that I think the the biggest thing for me in the game that is sort of the, the, the smartest thing about it is the way that the UI is like totally natural mm-hmm. with the wind and birds and the foxes. Yeah. So like all that no stuff. Arrows, no waypoints, yeah. nothing to litter the screen. Right. So that I didn't think would be that big of a deal, but the total like accumulation of time that you don't spend being taken out of the story and out of the world because of air flashing arrows and like flashing lines, getting you to where you're supposed to go. It's really, really, really cool. I like that a lot. Absolute game changer. I think, I think if, and when, because at this point with the success, they have to make a sequel. Oh, it's huge. Yeah they somehow they have to figure out a way for us to be able to tell our health meter mm. with just visual cues. Yeah. At that point you can remove literally everything from the screen. Yeah. And it's just you, you know, just the player and, and the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean like there, there've been ways to do that. Like in uh dead space, for instance, there, that, that's natural health. Oh yeah. Meter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's a little bit harder with, like, a samurai game because yeah. how do you do that naturally other than, like, Doom Guy Head where it's progressively more and more beat up. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. that that would be pretty cool if they could find a way to naturally do that. Maybe, I mean, hmm, I don't know. I think, uh, I think if you really want to go for it, then you kind of, you do, like, a... a like a Bushido blade kind of thing where, you know, you can't take that many hits. Mm. Like it's realistic. Like you can't, you can't get stabbed a bunch of times and just keep, keep running. Like you have to be cognizant of, well, this guy's, you know, I got sliced this and, you know, I got cut there. And mm-hmm. I think I, it's definitely doable. Yeah. And I think once you get to that point, it, you mean that's full immersion right there, I think. Yeah. How did you feel quickly about, um, Sort of the lack of a, a morality system. Oh, I'm glad you bring that up because I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I hated, I, ha- I thought <clears throat> they focused so much on honor and your choices to um, dishonor the way of the samurai. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, way of the samurai, one of my favorite games. Amazing. Great game. Yeah. And also, if they were smart, they would look at how this shit was made and go, okay, that's, we just do that. Let's do one of those. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Add some more RPG elements. But yeah, I, I, um, I was really, really, that's, I think probably, cause I, when we talked about the game, cause I, I beat it a little bit, a little while ago. Yeah. And we talked about, um, the, the, the critic, that I, I was reading the, the the one critic who was like, uh, the story was okay, but it's not that original and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, the real complaint is that they didn't go far enough 
with the morality play. Mm-hmm. If you, because I, I don't know about you, but I Googled Ghost of Tsushima one time and then my phone showed me article after article after article about the fucking game. And I cannot tell you how many fucking media outlets wrote about the fact that your choices determine the weather. I cannot <laughs> tell you how many uh-huh. articles popped up. I mean, it was right. IGN fucking Forbes wrote an article about it. It was all over the place. And I was like, look, mm-hmm. dude, you're not the first. The ones that really are funny to me are the, are, are the clickbaity articles that are like, you won't believe what happens in Ghost of Tsushima when you blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. It's like, look, it's not a secret, okay? It's no. all over the internet. Everyone knows. Um, but yeah, that being the extent of the uh the the consequences of your actions is yeah fucking bogus yeah i uh i i tend to agree with that i it's tough because yeah i don't want to get into spoilers obviously Mm -hmm. but um you expect a game uh, a modern game with rpg elements like this and a, a very involved story where you can you can make different um dialogue choices um you can mm-hmm. definitely make different combat choices that's sort of the biggest freedom you have in the game is how you deal with conflicts yeah. um you expect those choices to have some kind of resonance in the end yeah and i not to spoil anything but they they really don't and the only thing that I guess makes a difference is your interpretation of the character by the end of the game yeah. based on your choice. It's not, it's not in the game itself, but it's more of like a meta thing within your own interpretation of the story and, and the character that you, you played as, as yeah. Jin. The, your Jin is, you know, how, how you decide to finish the game. Yeah. Which is kind of really disappointing when you think about the fact that, um, like it's been done before in really good like in uh, um second son they did a really good yeah. job at i mean from the same studio from the same yeah, studio, yeah. it's like you guys could have i mean you and know the other, how to do this <laughs> all the other infamous games like they, that's what they were known for is having this morality meter that goes back and forth but depending on your actions yeah and um, i mean i would have just loved for you know something like fable for instance where uh Maybe your your appearance. You know what the other thing? The other thing that I didn't like. Um, the uh, the you, you don't really affect the environment so much as I wish that you would have. So mm. I I'd, I'd say like I'd go to a village or something, and I'd do this happen to me multiple times, where there'd be two there'd be two NPCs and they'll be uh like one one of them was like man if only um, this so-and-so legendary person was here, you know, and, and then they'd say something like, I heard his armor is blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of like the mystic tales, for instance. Right. And dude, I swear to God, I would walk up to those NPCs wearing said armor <laughs> and no one would react. I just yeah. circle around them like, dude, look at, I'm, it's me. Yeah, look at me. So I hope that they take that to heart. I hope that in the next one, like if they're talking about, Suck fucking this guy who who murdered a bunch mm. of people and then his armor is set on the top of a fucking mountain and I climb the mountain to grab the none of this is a spoiler by the way but if I climb the fucking mountain 
grab the armor and then I'm wearing it. I hope that somebody there's a reaction to that. Like check the drip, bro. Like yeah, look look at me. I did right. this for you. So I, yeah, I, I didn't like that either. And so yeah, yeah to kind of get back to like his appearance could have changed. You know, he could have like you know started looking you know scarier and like grown out his beard. Yeah, just something yeah. to uh, some something. indicator. Yeah. Without having actual meter, you know, because that's, that's too on the nose. But, yeah. you know. What I, I like is, uh, I like um, Fable. Fable did it really well. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, if you, the more people you murder, you're more intimidating. And your, your literal appearance, it starts to change. Like your, your skin gets pale and then it gets dark and you get all these scars on your face yeah. and shit. But it's not a meter that says you're being a bad guy. It's a gradual thing. The more you mm-hmm. do it. And then if you start doing good things, you can turn it back and yeah. change your appearance again. I, that's what yeah. a, what a very, what a cool way to do that. Yeah. There, there've been tons of games I've done that. Yeah. I think the excuse that they would probably have is that they wanted to tell the story the way that it ended, I guess, like where that, where Jin ended up uh, <laughs> and wanted that to be consistent. But I just think like even something like a little nuance to it, depending on how you played the game, like it edges more one way or more the other. You can still have the final outcome be the same, but like yeah. at least having that shade of, of difference would have helped out a lot. And I, I think, uh, I think you could have the linear story work while also choosing how you want to play, and then the ending working the same. Yeah. I, th- I think, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I think it still works. Mm-hmm. I think I think you can very easily keep the story as is for the most part and then still have people react to your choices more often. Because, like, you know, there was that moment in the beginning of the game where you do some, some ghost shit and then you get that flashback of, like, Jin, you're not this person. And you're like... Right. Yeah, but you, I kind of am. You probably shouldn't do that voice. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, yeah, it was not a good. One. It was not a good. It was really, I, I was offended, and I kind of wanted to just keep it moving because I was okay. I offended myself. I was okay. It's yep. not good. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good voice. It was a bad impression. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know they they did that, and I thought, you know, I thought if they were going to continue with that, that it was going to have a larger bearing on the story. Yeah. And then it kind of just goes away. Well, and, 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 and that's exactly it. Like, I felt like as soon as you saw that, I was like, uh-oh, I'm playing wrong. I want to yeah. do, like, I want to do the good playthrough. Right. But then it happens more and more, and then you're like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. Like, there's no way around this. You have right. to play this way. Well, um, yeah, I mean, especially when they force you to – they force you to play that way in some of these instances. Yeah. Which, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It, it, it's really fine if that's what they want to do, but it's – it's hard to do in a uh, a big open world game. Like I, that's more acceptable in like Last of Us Two, where it's like, okay, we're on this linear path. This is the story they're trying to tell, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to like, here's the world. Do what you want to do when you want to do it. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the the biggest flaw with open world games is your choices really aren't your choices, even when they pretend like they are. You know. Yeah. So in like linear games, there's no illusion. Like you're just playing a already paved story for you. Mm-hmm. And we're just showing you the story and we're letting you play through it so you can enjoy it more interactively. 
but at the end of the day, you're, you're playing through the story that we want to tell. Right. Versus open world games, which pretend to give you a choice and pretend to let you play the play it the way that you want to play it. When at the end of the day, you're still playing a linear story. You can, you can go as roundabout as you want to, but at the end of the day, you're still going to get to where we want you to get to. Right. Which is kind of hard to not do. Cause then at what point do you end the fucking game? <laughs> if you don't yeah. make it so that you have to get to this place somehow. But I think your choices have to be more reflective of, uh, or, or I, I should say the story should be more reflective of your choices. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's one of the flaws of it. It, you know, it didn't bother, it didn't uh, affect my enjoyment of the game overall though. Like I, I still, I, I actually, it's funny. The more I played it, the more I liked it. Um, I started off a little bit cold to it. I was like, this is cool, but it feels like kind of stiff and kind of like it, it kind of panged of like, this is clearly an American interpretation of Japanese culture. Yeah. And it, fe- it felt inauthentic to me just off rip because I, I honestly think it's just because of the, I chose the English voice acting when I first started. Um, yeah. Well, did you change it to Japanese? I didn't. And the only reason I didn't was because I knew the lip sync was off. And I knew that would take me out of the game. Yeah. Otherwise I would have done that. Um, but you know, that, that completely fell away because I got invested in the characters. I, I think other than the combat itself, which is incredible and just like one of the best combat systems I've ever played so much fun. in, in modern gaming. Um, I think the strongest takeaway for me is that like, they really succeeded in building a, uh, a really good cast of characters mm. around this game. I, I had a, a ton of fun building up my group of people and learning those side stories and investing in them and like getting really into each and every one of those individual like side quests that had to do with those characters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it and I'm looking forward to where they take this thing next because I feel like this is very clearly like a staging point for something that's going to get even bigger and better and you know, uh, I guess with next gen, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to how they refine this game. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause there's a, I mean, they introduce a lot of really cool things conceptually that you mm-hmm. could, I mean, <clears throat> the sky's the limit with what they, with what they were able to accomplish and what they left on the table. Really? Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. Because everything that we're complaining about, I mean, it's still one of the best games on the PlayStation 4. I mean, hands down. Easily, yeah. So. Especially, all- it, it, that's impressive with it being a a first in the series, too. You know, right. like, don't lose sight of that. Like, a lot of times, it's the sequels and the 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 easy gets that are the most successful because, you know, it's Uncharted 4. I'm not going to not get it. But the fact that this is a new franchise, it's just, it's exciting to see something new that's this good already, you know, that they're only going to refine, that they're only going to get better at, hopefully. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see. Very exciting stuff. I actually am going to, um, 
I'm going to do another playthrough uh, Kurosawa style, Japanese dub. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just just because now, because like with the you, it's a cool concept, but you need the color to play yeah. through it the first time. You need it for sure. Yeah, I I think if if anybody's going to start playing it right now, that's listening, play just OG as they yeah. want you to play it. Don't get you can mess around after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it kind of as dope as it is, it hinders the actual playthrough. Yeah. Oh, and check out the uh, photo mode. Very cool photo mode. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. How much? How many? How many times did you stop to take a photo? A ton. <laughs> a ton. I mean, yeah. there. It's just you can get an angle, man, and it's just fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Just like <laughs> wow, I can't believe. I mean, there was moments, dude, where I was just, I would just be on the horse, just, just, just glassing, bro, just glassing. Mm-hmm. just riding just just uh just living life man and just like going from one spot to the next thank you nice and, and just um just taking in the feat that they that they accomplished like it just mm-hmm. just amazing yeah just a fascinating fucking and you know my family members would walk by and be like what are you watching like <laughs> this beautiful video game yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. right? Oh, just, yeah. just gorgeous. Yeah, just it's gorgeous. worth sitting down and watching you watch it. You just watch somebody play it. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Uh, one more thing. What you name your horse? Ooh, well, I was gonna. I was just about to spoil something. I named Don't my horse. <laughs> I named my horse Kage. Shadow. Yep. Yeah. You picked the black horse. Of course. Yeah. You just have black to, horse. Right? Black horse named Kage. Yep. Yeah. And then and then every every time I would get armor, I black it out. Yeah. Yeah. All of my shit. All of my shit is blacked out. Every mm-hmm. every piece of armor is all blacked out. I wanted yeah. him to look as close to a ninja as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So very, very dope shit. I mean just we could we could spend another podcast talking about that fucking game, but we're not. No, high regards though. Check it out. Very high regards. If you haven't if you haven't played that yet, I mean, come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You want to talk Sell about Fall kidney. Guys? Do you want to talk about Fall Guys? I mean, we have so much stuff to talk about. We're already an hour in, and I want to talk Fall Guys. <laughs> We can just do that instead of any news. We can just have this be. <laughs> fuck it, yeah, fuck it. I want uh, to talk about yeah. Guys. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm so, I'm so angry at it, and so <laughs> I have so much fun playing it, and yet it is so infuriating. I, I, yeah. I how many times have you won? This many. <laughs> you haven't won. Yet. <laughs> Not even once. To be fair, I haven't been playing it a ton because I focused on Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Is but, this the um, game? Uh, what? Is this the game? The, 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 the little uh, Yeah, Fall Guys. Beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the little jelly I think, beans. I think they are called beans. I, yeah, I think the characters yeah, are so called beans. beans. Yeah. Um, okay, I've won twice. You have? Okay. Yeah. He's lying. So I won twice. <laughs> I, can, I can just show you the crowns. They keep a track of it. I won twice in the like the first 
week that I was playing it. Okay. And I didn't realize how lucky I was to have done that mm-hmm. because I knocked it. Like I played a couple rounds and I got closer and closer and closer. And then I finally got a dub and I was like, fuck yes. It was so satisfying to win. And then I won again and I was like, it's kind of easy. And then dude, I have gone on such a cold streak. <laughs> it is, I mean, it makes me want to drive my head through a wall. I can't yeah. get a dub to save my life in this goddamn game. It's so hard. And yet it's so much fun. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's just the fact that you can, even if you die, you're back in the action relatively quickly. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing is like, they don't punish you for dying for too long. Not too much. You do get yeah. punished for making mistakes. Oh, for sure. I mean, one mistake and you're, you can be done yeah, forever. You get slapped by one of those fans Yeah, and you're done, though. You start looking at that number in the top corner just going up and up and up. You're like, yep. how can so many people be that far ahead of me? <laughs> Where are they? Uh, yeah, but it's, um, it's a cute game that is, is um, way harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely in the vein of like – really good Nintendo games that are built yeah. around being really cute and adorable and they mask like a high skill level game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's e- easy entry, but if you know what you're doing, you know, it's, it, there's some strategy involved. There's some, yeah. like, there's some, you know, there's some thinking involved to, to be good at the game, but yeah. you could also be a fucking idiot and just, well, it, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of chance involved too. So yeah. even if you suck at games, there've been a lot of people who, suck at games and still win way more than people who are gamers yeah no the ease of entry is super high i mean like i said yeah i I won those two in like the first week of playing not even really understanding the courses and then now i feel like i know the courses like the back of my hand and i can't buy a fucking win yeah well that's the thing too that keeps it interesting is like that variety if it was just like one or two maps that you went through over and over again, they'd, be, they'd get boring really quickly. But the fact that it's like a randomized thing of here's a new game to play keeps it interesting. Yeah. And people, you know, when the, first, when the game first dropped, they had problems with their servers, um, a lot of connectivity issues and things like that. And they got review bombed because all these people were like, oh, it's unplayable. It's like, and then, and then I went on their Twitter and I saw they were Their Twitter asking, is great. Oh, yeah. Their Twitter yeah. is incredible. For sure. The, guy, the, the PR person who runs that page, really funny. He's really smart. Yeah. Very, very dialed in. And, you know, I, they posted a tweet asking people to not do that, to, you know, please have some patience. We know that the game's not working, uh, but please don't review bomb the game. And then I saw these people who were like, well, I mean, you, you get a game, you expect the game to work first day and it doesn't work. You get a bad review. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, 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 it pisses me off. Cause it's like, that's like buying an album and then putting it in the disc, putting the disc in your, well, I know now it sounds old school. as Wow. <laughs> just, I just dropping the needle on the vinyl. Dude. I, I just, I just carbon dated myself. <laughs> Buying a CD, back when people used to do that. At FYE. Putting it in your car, and then the CD Getting that big work. plastic thing unlocked yeah. from it so the security <laughs> thing doesn't go off. Right. They have to fucking drive it down into that. <coughs> thing. There you go, man. Uh, putting that into your car CD player, 
and then the disc not working and then going online and saying this album sucks. Yeah. I mean, you're not reviewing the game. I mean, if there was a review for the company or their preparedness or what have you, that's one thing. But to go yeah. on and, and give them one-star reviews of the quality of the game that you haven't even played, mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. It's it's tough. It, it, it's tough because I, on the one hand, I see what you're saying. On the other hand, I get where that other person is coming from based on the fact that if – I mean, they're kind of right. Like if, if your CD was – not working because of a manufacturing issue, like say it, it got recorded incorrectly and you couldn't listen to it and then you spent $15 at FYE on it, you'd be upset too. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't review the music, but you could review your experience with that product, you know? Yeah. So I get that aspect, but at the same time, I think you should, you don't have to, you don't have to, but you should take a little bit consideration into the the ecosystem that you're dealing with right yeah because it's a, it's an online game yeah you know I, it, yeah it's it's an online game from a relatively small developer <sighs> who put this thing out hoping for the best they they i'm sure got as many servers as they could up and running to handle that initial push but it was way more popular than they expected it to be. Yeah. And because of that, they had to play catch up for a couple of days, you know, like, yeah, I think that's completely understandable. Like, okay, that's fine. But like, if you want to get a ton of people that just want to give it a zero rating just because of that, like, is that fair? No, it's not fair at all. No, I just don't, I don't think you, I don't think users, and I, and I know, I don't know if it was Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, but one of these aggregate companies made it so that, I think it was Metacritic. They made it so that you had to, there was like an, uh, um, an embargo on when you could review it. Yeah. It was like, I don't know, 30 hours or something like that. I think it, yeah, I think it was like two days after the release of the thing. You couldn't do it like right at the release date because they knew yeah. that people were just going to go in and like bombard it with zero reviews or zero stars because they have a vendetta against whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, making a person wait 48 hours. I think it's, it's not much of a deterrent, but I think it's enough, you know, because you can't, if somebody is determined to fuck your score up, they're going to do it. Yeah. They're going to make multiple accounts. They're going to go after your shit. It they're, doesn't they're, matter what you do. They're treating it like America treats gun laws, right? Right. It's like you give them a week to cool off. Yeah. Make sure you want the gun and you're not right. going to do anything stupid with it. But if you really want a gun, you could probably get it he's anyway. Gonna, yeah. He's you're gonna probably going to get it anyway. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, and, and I, I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just think that, I mean, think about how many people who weren't tapped into the hype. Cause I mean, I heard, you know, we heard about the game. I think you showed me a clip of it a little while ago before yeah. it, before it came out. And I was like, that looks dope. You know, 60 player battle Royale, mm. cute little game show setting, you know, basically Beast, like uh, on uh, gang beasts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that we all used of to that, love. I mean, we loved, yeah. So all of that works. And I'm like, I'm into that. And it was free on PlayStation Plus. I mean, in instant download. Yeah. So 
for me, there was nothing that was going to deter me, even if it got a bunch, even if it was a dog shit game, I was at least going to try to play it. Yeah, why not? You got PS Plus. But I say that because how many people do you think weren't tapped into the hype, went on Steam or PlayStation Plus, saw it getting bombarded, but didn't understand why? Because you know, how many people are actually going to go in and read the reviews and people saying, I, it's unplayable, as opposed right. to, I played it, it sucks. I just don't. Yeah. And all of those people not playing the game now because they were like, oh, well, the hype was for nothing. It fucking, it sucks. I'm not going to play this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I think, you know, that's the point of reviews is you play it, you experience it, you tell your friends about it. And right. an aggregate site is the, is that taken to the nth degree? Yeah. So to be, you know, to, to, I mean, I, I get what you're saying because the analogy of CD to video game isn't perfect because being able to play it is part of experiencing it. So it's all music, of that though. goes, in, but, but I guess the, the, the difference is like, the develop like I as a recording artist record my music and then I give it to the label and they mm-hmm. push it out. If something happens along the way, you can't come back to me and be like, "You right. fucked up." That's someone else's kind of responsibility to make sure that comes to pass. Right. But with right. video games, it fall every the onus falls on the people who created the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people will psychopaths don't go after the voice actors unless you don't like the last of us but usually they don't go after the voice <laughs> actors and say you're a piece of shit they usually right. go after the devs and the publishers who fuck the shit up right and i think right. that that's the difference if you're trying to send a message to the people who made the game you review bomb it whether or not you got to play it just to let the whole company know how you feel about it yeah but i still think that that's unfair yeah because the whole thing is, this is what I experienced. Oh, fuck. I mean, I guess it's the whole thing, right? The whole thing is what you experience. If you couldn't even experience it, you have to tell somebody, right? Well, that's that's exactly it. But at the same time, I, I think you, you were getting to a good point, which is it's not uh, apples to apples when it comes to a CD versus a video game because especially an online game which is the vast majority of them right now yeah uh they're constantly patched constantly updated if you were to get a product that was not working the way that it's supposed to it's an entire process to get that fixed or to get that replaced you have to wait comes in the mail a month later by that time you don't even want it anymore like you know whatever these things are constantly getting updated like literally by the hour sometimes day by day getting a new update new patch whatever it needs to get done to get updated and to not give them at least a little bit of time to you know to to uh, listen i'm sure that the developers wanted as many servers as they could possibly get to have their game running on mm. but they need to fund that and they need to show that that's necessary to the bosses and without that they can't so to penalize those developers for not being able to do that until there is this need uh kind of sucks yeah and 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 to your point about these games being constantly updated 
there's games now that that I mean they're they're updated to the point that they're sometimes completely different games. I mean we've talked yeah about like a Battle like a Kanye Fire. West album exactly completely yeah. fucking different album. We talked about Battlefront. Um, I don't know how much detail we went into it, but I mean when it was first released, I mean people hated it. Yeah, Battlefront and Two especially. Battlefront Two, yes, Battlefront yeah. Two. Battlefront One was I love that game from the yeah it's good it was good. Battlefront 2, they, you know, EA tried all this other shit and, you know, uh, whatever. At But at the point where they put Battlefront 2 on PlayStation Plus for free, at that point, it was a completely different game. Yeah. From, from uh, almost, from almost ground up. What are you A different doing? game. Yeah. And, and it's just, we're at a point now where it's like... It's kind of unfair to, but then again, what do you do? Just not review the game until eight months after its release to give the developers the benefit of the doubt? Like, you can't do that mm-hmm. either, right? It's like you should be able to, like, the game should be more or less what it's going to be yeah. at launch. Well, and, and here's the thing. Like, even major outlets like IGN are doing updates on their reviews for online games sometimes. I think they yeah. did that for Battlefront too. Yeah. So, you know, if on launch, you know, you know, let's, let's give it a week. Let's see how it shapes out after a week. Right. Yeah. If it's still not, if the issues are still not being addressed or, you know, there's still major flaws to it, review it. Fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But then if something changes dramatically within a few months, a year, whatever, you can change your mind on something. Yeah. Like that's okay. Especially with these games that like we were just saying become radically different than they began. Yeah, I don't I don't think a lot of reviewers are taking into account the evolution that video games has taken in the mm-hmm. past like 10 years, past 5 years. Yeah. Because back in the day a game was what it was. And that was it. So you could review it yeah. in the first 12 hours of playing it because even if you hadn't finished the story mode, like, I get it. This is the game. Nothing's going to change. I got it. I don't need to finish it to understand. Like, the, you know, if I'm reviewing the story, obviously I need to finish it. Whatever. I'm talking about the mechanics of the game. Nothing's going to change. So what do I need to fucking, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. now we're at a point where, I mean, these games are become, dra- I mean, Destiny, for instance. Destiny 2 from now for or, or from launch to now again is another game that is completely different yeah with all the dlc dlc that's involved or, or, or um released and like you get all of these new stories and all of this like all the shit that just improves the game but then at the same time i guess the onus does kind of fall on the developers for putting out a bare bones game and then going hey man Six months from now, you're going to really love this shit. Like, <laughs> just put it out six months from now. Don't give me the nothing game. Yeah. And then I have to, like, deal with it until you figure out what makes it work. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the sweet spot, I feel, is, is kind of what Ghost of Tsushima did, which is it's not an online game, first of all, but it gave it didn't even it didn't even talk about this in its press coming out but it's giving us a free dlc expansion essentially that makes it a co-op game and and yeah. this weird like 
um, kind of it looks like horror slanted DLC. Yeah, which is really cool. Uh, so the, the it, it's it's great because it gave us more than enough to va- to 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 give value to that purchase for the first part of the game. Right. But then gave us more. There's even more coming. You know, like. Right. So, or, I mean, I, or like, I hate to do it, but I gotta bring it back to Overwatch, man. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, you bought the game it. at launch, and it's already a great game. And then what do they do? Introduce free cosmetics. They introduce free maps, uh, DLC in the form of, um, you know, new game modes, different mm-hmm. seas. I mean, they just nailed it i don't understand to this day to this day to i don't get day. why other developers aren't just going look what they did it's working let's just do that i don't get it i don't understand it's 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 uh, i guarantee not the developers it's the publishers who have all yeah. the money and who are saying we don't think that makes sense so right. uh let's charge for everything and uh you know put in as many microtransactions as we can get away with. Because we're about making money. That's it. Is 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 your thing paused? Or your no? face is... Oh, there you're it back. Is, there it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. It's definitely... Yeah, it's definitely the publisher who's like, look, man, that's not going to make us a bunch of money. What's going to make us a bunch of money is skimming everything off the top, putting out a barely playable game, and then we'll just slow drip the cool shit that you already had planned for it over the next year and a half. And then people keep yeah. coming back to it. Well, I think the, the thing is they, they probably want to make it seem really good at the onset. But then the more you dig in, you realize there's not a whole lot meets the bones. Yeah. And then they start slow dripping you stuff. Because they yeah. need you to buy the game. They need you to buy it on the out- onset. If they make a crappy game, you're not going to buy it, and then you're not going to be stuck on to this thing. Like, they need to have a really good core. It reminds me of Destiny. Destiny had a really good core. Yeah. Right? Like, the shooting mechanics, incredible. Awesome. Really good. Really fun. Really fun systems. Really fun to play. But then, after a little while, you realize there's not a lot here. Yeah. But I want more. And that's where they get you. It's like, yeah. okay, well, we'll give you more expansions and stuff here. Upgraded this, bam, bam, bam. And then that's that's how it's really done. So, like, they, you know, the developers need to make a good product, first and foremost. But if there's not enough there, it, you still feel exploited if you're not getting enough for your money on yeah. the, the initial push. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, for one, would prefer that you just charge me more for a game and then don't don't treat it like a free to play game or like a, an iPhone game right. where you're putting in these ads to you know upgrade for another 60 bucks or whatever right so you know right. they they say new games are like going to be 70 bucks which is fine by me i'll pay that if we don't have to deal with you know obtrusive dlc and add-ons and shit yeah no i completely agree with you i i would pay a premium if you just give me, stop fucking around with me, you know, stop, stop yanking my chain. Just give me the fucking, just give me the shit. Yeah. You know, I'll pay you more. Just give it to me. Yep. I'm not going to pay double though. You know, I'm not going to pay 60 bucks 
for a broken game and then another $60 for the DLC. No way. Right. But I'll, I, you know, I'll pay another 10, $15. If, if in that 10, 15 bucks, you're like, yeah, you're going to get everything that we, that we advertise, not just the shit to get people to buy the game, but you know, all, all of it. Yeah. I mean, offer, offer me more for a price if I, if I choose to get more, but I want to feel good about my purchase when I buy the game and play it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about that Ghost of Tsushima purchase, man, because I cannot wait for that fucking DLC. I know. Oh. I know. I and so honestly, I, I think that's going to be a game I, uh, I try to platinum. Hello, are you back? You're back. You're back. I'm back. You're back. Hey, we're, yeah. back. We're, we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. But I, I was saying, I remember at that point, at that point, <laughs> where it just fucking died on us for a second. I was saying, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I think, is going to be a game that I want to platinum. Yeah, it might be the rare game that I platinum also. Yeah, it seems doable. There's a lot of uh, incentive to like defeat all the Mongols and you know do all the little side quests and stuff. I'm, I, I love the combat, so it's fun. It's not, it doesn't feel like a chore to yeah. jump back into that world. So yeah. I might do it. All right. Well, before we can clap some Mongol cheeks, we got to get to these beers. We got to let the people know what we were drinking and how we feel about it. So OBC is please tell the people what you were drinking and what score you would give it. This is the Vodnik Okay, you're back. There you are. Dude, I think like after about an hour, Zoom just shits the bed. It happens every time. Every time we get yeah. to a good spot at the show, then it just shits the bed. After yeah. it's like, look, I can't do this. Hour and a half? Are you kidding me? Too much. Yeah. Let's just get, yeah. let's, let's. Okay. I don't, I don't want to rush. I'm going to do it real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it real quick. All right. So the beer I have is the Vodnik Czech style Pilsner from Angry Chair. Uh, it was delicious. It was really, really good. Um, I'm not a big Pilsner guy, but uh, that was really tasty and not overpowering, pretty refreshing, but had a lot of flavor in it. Super well balanced. Uh, I was teetering on a five. I don't want to give it a five because I gave it 5.5 last time. Exactly. It's one of the best pills I've ever had, though. Wow. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to... Trust your gut, man. Trust your gut. It's five. It's five. It's a five pills. I, really I was gonna, I was gonna be uh, uh, racist to pills and give it a four point five because I just don't trust myself giving a five to a pills. But it's a really good pills. Really good pills. I, hey, man. Sometimes, sometimes it works. On yeah. the rare occasions, it works. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, this was the Coastal Love Hazy IPA from the Wicked Weed Brewing Company. And uh, I liked it a lot. This hazy IPA was a lot better than um, the week before. I forgot who, who made it. Oh, you're so lucky I don't get to dog you because I, <laughs> I forgot which one it was. But this one's better. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. Kind of the same hallmarks mm-hmm. of a hazy IPA where it kind of gives it's that light IPA flavor. Um, not as bitter. It kind of – it. I guess the best way to describe it is like, it's like a diet IPA, right? Okay. Still, yeah. still works. You still get everything that you want from it, but there's, there's definitely a, there's definitely a taste difference and a mouthfeel difference 
um, they're just easier to drink. If, if somebody were to say like, oh, I can't get into IPAs, you can give them a hazy IPA. And I think that that's a good, that's a good yeah. uh, stepping stone. Yeah. Hazy, <laughs> hazy and juicies. I feel are pretty yes, good. Hazy and juicies for sure. Both of those. If you tell somebody, you know, oh, I don't like IPAs. Uh, try this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would give this a four and a half. Nice. Give it four and a half. All right. So All right. a five, for that uh, angry chair pills, the Vodnik. 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 And a four and a half for this Coastal Love Hazy IPA from the Wicked Weed Brewing Company. Think we got it? I think we got it. Well, as long as he says that we got it, then we got it. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Drink the Vodnik. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe everywhere that podcasts are listening to or watched. YouTube especially. And have a beautiful evening. We love you. Uh.